I don't feel like I, I'm just going to preach, but I really feel that I'm going to encourage you. I feel like I'm on an assignment tonight, specifically for someone or someones in this house. I want to encourage you tonight. If you would open your Bibles to Acts chapter 14. I know we were in Acts chapter 12 last week. We're going to be in Acts chapter 14 this evening. We're going to begin in verse number 6 tonight. We're going to be throughout this chapter. If you'll stand for the reading of God's Word. And they were aware of it, and fled unto Lystra, and Derbe, and, and Lysania. And unto the region that lieth around about. And there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man in Lystra, impotent or crippled in his feet, being a crippled from his mother's womb, who had never walked. And the same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith, to be healed. Paul saw in him that he had faith to be healed. And he said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Amen. God did something great, right? Verse 19. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch, and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up. Turn to your neighbor and say, He got up and came into the city the next day, and he departed with Barnabas. To Derby. Let us pray tonight. God, we come before you. We thank you for your word and its anointing. We ask that it goes forth with power. And Lord, I, I believe that you want to encourage your people tonight under the sound of my voice. Lord, I believe that your Holy Spirit is going to encourage those that feel downtrodden or feel that they've made an error that they cannot come back from. Or recover from. Lord, I believe that you want to bring restoration to someone tonight. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. And the church says, Amen. You may be seated. Portion of scripture here that is not widely preached on too much. But we see that Paul and Barnabas are commissioned in Acts chapter 13. For the work of the Lord. And Sister Terry actually tells us in Acts chapter 13 that in Antioch that there were men of God that began to pray and fast. And that in the middle of that prayer and fasting, 
that God set to, said to the men in that room that you need to set apart Paul and Barnabas for the work of the Lord, for a certain work of the Lord. And they were set apart, they laid hands on them and prayed for them, and they sent them out. They began to preach and teach in Antioch and Iconium, and, and what begins to happen is, is the persecution begins to ramp up, and the Jews are all stirred up by what God is doing through Paul and Barnabas. The Bible even says they were jealous of Paul and Barnabas for the crowds that they would draw, and they turned on them. And so Paul and Barnabas flee the country, and we find them at the beginning of our reading tonight in Lystra, or Lystra. And they're there, and there's a man, as they're speaking, that has been lame from his birth. And Paul fixes his gaze on him and sees that he has the faith to be healed. And he heals him, and he tells him, stand upright, or get up. If I could translate that for you tonight, get up. Then we go on, and if you'll find in some of the verses that we skipped over tonight, what happens is... Everything seems to be going good in Lystra. And then the Jews from Antioch and Iconium that heard that Paul and Barnabas was in Lystra began to journey over to Lystra and they began to stir up trouble. So much trouble that we find in verse 19 that Paul is stoned and drugged out of the city and left, or the Bible tells us, supposed as dead. They leave him there. And the disciples gather around him, the followers of Christ in that city. And they gather around him thinking he is dead. And he stands up and walks right back into the city. And the Lord began to deal with me on this passage of Scripture that just like Paul and Barnabas, this church has just come out of a time of prayer and fasting. And I believe that... God did many great things during that time and during that season. And I also believe that there were strongholds that were taken down in many people's lives. I believe that many people experienced the power and the presence of God in services that were held here and across this city, across this country. Because we were not the only church fasting. I believe that that, that God was moving and calling people out just as He did Paul and Barnabas. But I want you to know that where the Spirit moves, you can expect opposition. Because I, I, I'm not telling you anything that, it, that you don't know as a seasoned Christian that where there is excellence through the, the gifting of the Holy Spirit, where excellence is present, there will always be op opposition. You know, many people will say that, that, that sports would show us this more than any other. Where a team is good, a team will be good and their fan base will all be fired up. And then Chris, if they're good for too long, everyone begins to hate them because of their excellence. It is in our nature, and I want you to know that it is in the enemy's nature to put a target on the people of God and come after their lives and begin to stir up strife and to begin to stir up trouble. I believe that for many in this house, under the sound of my voice tonight, that this began during the fast. I, I tell you, uh, just because you're on a fast does not mean that the devil's not working. The Bible tells us that when Jesus was fasting and praying that the devil came and tempted him, 
to turn back on God and to turn back on what he was called to do. But we see here that Paul and Barnabas, they, they stay steadfast. And, and it seems that where we pick up in this chapter at the beginning of our reading that things are going good in Lystra. People are being healed. The gospel is being preached. That everything seems to be going alright. But then trouble begins to stir, be stirred up again. And we find that Paul is viciously attacked. By the Jews. They stone him. And they take him and they drag him at, like a carcass outside the city and leave him for dead. And I, I find it interesting that the passage reads here that they were supposing him as dead. They were treating him as if he was taken care of. It was over. That the enemy had eliminated him. That it was done. But I want to encourage you tonight. There are some of you that have been attacked in recent days, in recent hours, in recent weeks. Maybe attacked in your body. Maybe attacked in your mind. Maybe attacked in your spirit. Whatever it may be. I want you to know that the enemy has attacked the people of God. I believe that there's people under the sound of my voice that you feel like you've fallen in your faith. Just as Paul was stoned and beaten and being dragged, you feel like you have been dragged and pulled around by the enemy in your in your private life. Maybe it's a failure. Maybe, maybe it's, a, it's, it's a flaw in your flesh. Whatever it may be. But the enemy is trying to convince you that you are dead and that it is over. And he has left you supposing you as dead. But I want you to know that if Paul was half dead, that means, Sister Terry, that he was still half alive. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you're getting it tonight. That if you feel like you're half dead, that means you're still half alive. That means that there is still breath in your body, which means there is still hope for you. And I want to speak to your spiritual body tonight and say you may feel beat up, you may feel dragged through the mud, you may feel like you have, you have done something to, to harm your relationship with God. You may feel that, that, that there is something going on, that there's attack in your body, whatever it may be. I want you to know whatever the enemy has brought to your life, know this, that it is not final and he may think it has eliminated you out of his way, that he has gotten you out of the will of God, that He has removed you from the purpose that God has for your life. But I want to encourage you tonight and let you know that you may be knocked down, but that you can still get up. Oh, I want you to hear me tonight. I know it's quiet. I know that we, 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 we worshiped and the, the Spirit of the Lord was moving in a quiet manner. But I tell you tonight, I feel fire in my bones. Someone needs to hear this tonight. It doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. What matters is, is that you get up. I remember in, in wrestling, Brother Ethan, you wrestled, correct? Yeah, I remember in wrestling, I wrestled two years. And I remember that I would... that, that I would wasn't very good. I was very mediocre. And, and I remember I would get taken down. I would get taken down. 
down. And Brother Chris, my, my coach in my corner would begin to scream, get up, get up, get up. You can't let him have the advantage. Get up, get up, Jade, you have to get up. I want you to know tonight, church, it doesn't matter what has gone on in your life. I don't care what the hell has brought your way, but you gotta get up. Don't become a victim. Don't become a, a victim to this mentality that you'll never make it. I want you to know that the devil is still a liar and God still has a purpose and a plan for your life. Get up. Get up. Get up. Jesus walks into the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5. This man's been there for 38 years. And he simply tells him, do you want to be made whole? He says, I have no man to put me into the water. And Jesus said, get up. Pick up your bed and walk. I want you to know it doesn't matter what so-and-so has done for you or hasn't done for you. It doesn't matter. You don't need Pastor Jay to take you into the presence of God or to put you in the pool. I want you to know all you have to do is get up in the name of Jesus and begin to walk in the authority and the purpose that God has given you. Listen to me. Paul got up. The Bible says he rose up and he walked back into the city. He walked back into the city. Many would say, well, he left the next day. I want you to know a few verses later he comes right back. I want you to know this. Whatever the enemy has tried to defeat your life with, not only will you get up, but you will conquer it. Listen to me tonight. I don't, I don't know what addiction it is. I don't know what, what, what mindset it is. Maybe, maybe young lady, it's, it's, it's insecurity. Maybe young man, it's, it's insufficiency. You don't feel like you're good enough. I want you to know tonight, it is still a lie. You got to get up. You got to confront that thing and say, I'm not living beaten down. I'm not going down and staying down. But I will get up. I will rise. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 24 that if a righteous man falls seven times, he'll get up every time. I want to read to you tonight what the Bible tells us in Micah 7 and 8. It says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I don't know what it is for you tonight, but but this preacher, this plus size preacher is here to tell you tonight that you just need to get up and walk and walk in that authority, walk in that gifting. You see, the principle of get up, it's a powerful one because it teaches you not only to never quit. But I want to point something out to you. There's a reason why I read the first portion of our scripture tonight. It wasn't just because they were doing the will of God and people were being healed and people were getting the gospel preached to them. But I want you to pay attention to what Paul told the crippled man. He said, get up. Stand upright. 
He said, what does that have to do with me? The Lord began to deal with me, Sister Sarah, and he began to say that there are people in this house that have told others to get up. And he said, now they're knocked down. He said, and you need to tell them. Paul understood. I can't tell someone to get up if I'm not willing to get up myself. Oh, you better hear that tonight. I'm not going to sit there and encourage my brother and sister. You can make it through this. You got this. You can get up. I want you to know if they can get up, how much more so can you get up? I don't care what it is. I don't care what they said. I don't care what the family member did. I don't care what the addiction may be. I want you to know that the devil may have drugged you down. He may have stoned your life. But I want you to get this principle tonight. Is that Paul sat there. Everybody was watching him. They were gathered around him. And in that moment he had a decision to make. And I, Am I going to lay down here and die and just be another martyr? Or am I going to get up and I'm going to serve God and I'm going to heal more sick folk and I'm still going to preach more message. you got to make up in your mind that this is not where you're stopping but this is just the beginning of what God has for your life. you got to get up. I, I want you to understand I can, I can hear him, Ethan. I can hear him. That coach in that corner saying, get up, Jay, get up. I remember, I remember, I remember Trevor, he would, he would always, you, 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 flip, you flip a red and green coin at the end of every period. You wear a band so they know how to score you in wrestling and all that. And, and I, I remember that if I ever got, a, got to choose, I would look at my coach and let him choose for me. And he always chose what I hated. He always wanted me to be down. And I remember, Ethan, one time I asked him, I said, why do you keep doing this to me? Why do you keep putting me down? And he looked at me, Royetta, and he said, because, Jade, you know how to get up. God, why do I keep dealing with this? Because you know how to get up. Oh God, why does this keep happening? I, I don't understand why this sin. He says, because I'm teaching you how to get up. I'm teaching you how to get over it. I'm teaching you how to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. I want you to know tonight that it is not defeat. It is not final. It may be failure, but it is not final. I want you to understand that God has put you in this place so that you can learn who God is in your life and learn the principles of get up there's a purpose in all the pain to come to the music tonight I ain't, ain't going to keep you long I want you to know this That failure, we look at failure, sorry, we look at it so wrong. Oh God, I made a mistake, I failed. That's why we have repentance. God, I made a mistake, I failed. 
That's why we have repentance. That's why we have grace. That's why we have mercy. I'm not saying to prostitute grace. They, they asked, they asked, the Roman church asked Paul, should we sin that grace may abound? He said, God forbid, don't, don't you just say, oh, grace covers it all and live in sin. But we look at failure and we say, oh, Sarah, I made a mistake. It's over. You know when it's over is when you quit. Paul had a decision to make. Laying there. Cameron laying there, beaten and bloody. Everybody standing around him. Whispering. I can just see him whispering back and forth. What do we do? Is he dead? Is he? What's going on? And then Brother Dan, he began to twitch a little bit. Begin to move his head a little bit. Maybe even groaned a little bit. I could, just, I could just imagine the determination going on in Paul's mind to say, this is not where it, it ends. There's too much for God. There, there's too much for, for me to do for God. There's, there's too much. Listen, there's a lot of people. I say this so much, but it's so true. Someone needs you. Someone's watching your life. And they're watching to see, hey, are you someone that just tells people to get up, but you can't get up? But are you going to get up? And say, I don't, I don't know why it happened. I don't know why it went down that way. But I still know that there's a call on my life. I'm still going to praise Him. I'm still going to worship Again, that that stuff's not based. My relationship with God is not based on how I feel. It's based on what I know. That's why God God relates it so much to marriage is because, listen, there, there are days. I'm tired. Sierra's tired. We may not feel All the emotions that we call love. But here's what I know, Ethan, is I love her. I know. And it's the same way in your relationship with God. And that's just, that's for free. I just added that in. But why is get up so powerful? Why is that testimony? Why is that phrase I keep saying? Why is it so powerful? Yes, it teaches you the principle that you can overcome. But here's why that principle is so powerful. Anybody ever heard of a man named Jesus? The Bible tells us that he was handed over. He was handed over to Pilate. Handed over to Herod. Handed back to Pilate. I'm going to come down here tonight. And the same crowd a few chapters early that were singing Hosanna. Lexi, they were saying crucify him. Kill him. 
Cameron, they took him to a whipping post. They threw him on his knees and they chained up his wrists. And they bludgeoned and beat him and flogged him. They used chips of bone and iron. They would lace the cat of nine tails with it and they would lay it across his back. They would flip him over as was their custom and run it across his stomach and chest. And I'm not talking about gracefully. They beaten and bludgeoned him. That weak body began to stand up. I want you to get this. They put a cross on his back. He's walking those cobblestone streets uneven. He's stumbling. and They're beating him the whole way. And Maddie falls. But then somehow he musters the strength to, to get up one more time. He walks a little further. It's so bad that they ask a visitor, Simon of Cyrene, to carry his cross because he keeps falling. The weight is so much. But Terry just keeps getting up. Every time he falls, he just gets up and he gets up and he gets up. Losing all the blood in his body. You, you, you know the, the, the physical things that he was going through. It was, a, it was a miracle for him to make it to the cross. But he kept getting up and he kept getting up. And they pushed him uphill. And he's weak and he's tired. His, his calves are laid wide open. You can see the ribs uh, on his back. And he's, he's, he's a bloody mess. Uh, unrecognizable to the human eye. Uh, and this just hunk of meat uh, just keeps getting up. Every time he falls. Every time he stumbles. Every time they hit him. Every time they spit in his face. Uh, every time uh, they, 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 they punch him. Every time they hit him he just continues to get up. Why? He said, There's a young man named Ethan Harris 2022, Connorsville, Indiana. He's going to need me. There's a boy. He's, he's 20 years old. His mother just died and he needs me to meet him in his grandmother's house up in his room. Because I want to change his life. He keeps getting up and he, he's saying, I'm thinking of Matty Mullins. I'm thinking of TJ McNeely. I'm thinking of Lexi. I just got to get up. Why? Because the Bible said, Jesus said it in John chapter 20. He knew that if he kept getting up, that once he got to the cross, he would be lifted up. And he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Why is that important? Because he got up to be lifted up. Why? So he could get you up out of your sin. He could get you up out of your depression. He could get you up out of your fear. He could get you up out of your sickness. And on the third day, he got up. Why? So you could live a victorious life. He just kept getting up. He kept getting up. He kept getting up. Why? There's a purpose to my pain. There's a purpose to my pain. I don't know who this is for. Oh, but you got to get up. 
Well, people have heard me. They've heard everybody. You don't know what they said. I, I don't care what they said. It's a lie. Get up. The problem with us, Sonia, is our perspective. Jesus in Mark chapter 5. He's on his way to Jairus' house. He gets interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. And then they come to Jairus and they say, listen, just don't bother Jesus any longer. She's dead. It's done. He tells him only believe. He goes into the house. And they're weeping and they're crying and they're mourning. Oh, she's dead. She's dead. And he says, she's not dead. She's but sleeping. They laugh at him. He says, okay, laugh at me. I'm going to kick you out. He kicks them jokers out. And what does he say? He says, damsel, give me your hand. Get up. Wait a second. Everybody said she was dead. They supposed her for dead. They thought it was over. But she has no purpose. She has no meaning. Just, just the, the, the devil is lied and lied and lied. But Jesus came in and he said, you think she's dead? Oh, your perspective's all wrong, but she's but sleeping. Why? Because my purpose has not been served here yet. And he said, damsel, get up. Sit down, Marie. Thank you. And what, what happens? She gets up. I can just... As a father, I could just imagine the tears flowing. I, how you would feel to see your daughter brought out of a situation like that. And the first thing she says, it, it, what, the first thing that Jesus says is, He says, you need to feed her. Why? Because she's hungry. I want you to realize that when Jesus brings you through an obstacle, you better be hungry for more. You better want more. Why? Because I, I tell you in 2022, God wants to do great things in this house. God wants to do great things in your life. But you're going to have to learn this principle. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws at me. It may throw me stones. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take those stones and I'm going to build an altar. I'm going to pray when I'm down. I'm going to pray when I'm up. I'm going to pray when I'm bent over. Whatever posture I find my life in, I'm going to cry out to God and I'm going to tell Him I'm getting up. This is not my destination. This is not where it ends. You still have a purpose and a plan for me. Stand across this house. I just want you to lift your hands and begin to pray. Just lift your hands and begin to pray. God, someone's getting up out of something. You may say, I, I, I've, had a, I've had a moral failure. I, I've let, I feel like I've let God down. I want you to know that you can get up. You say, oh, I, I need to have faith, Pastor. I, I feel like I haven't had faith for God to come through on His promises. I want you to know, get up out of faithlessness and step into faith. Get up. Get up. I don't know who this is for, but you just need, you, you, you just need to begin to pray for the person on your left and on your right and I want you to turn to them open your eyes turn to them say get up 
in the name of Jesus, get up. It's not over. Get up. Get up. No, tell him like you mean it. Say, get up. Cameron, get up. Carly, get up. Marie, get up. Riley, get up. Alicia, get up. Maddie, get up. I don't know what they're dealing with, but get up. say well the enemy's coming in like a flood he's still lifting up standards Jesus just kept getting up why because if he was lifted up it was for you it was for you it was for you let me ask you this question as we get ready to come to these altars who's your get up for those disciples all looking looking down at Paul say, man, I don't know. I think he's dead. His ministry was so short. We were just getting started. We were just in Antioch the other day. We were praying. We were fasting. God was moving. God God just assigned us. I don't understand. And he began to get up. You need to discover the warrior in you. Because if Paul told the Ephesian church you need to put on the whole armor of God, that means we're in warfare. And it ain't easy, Trevor. But I'll tell you this. This church, the people under the sound of my voice tonight, people may be watching this later, we're getting up. I'm not living. I'm, listen, I'm not living in the mediocre junk anymore. I'm sorry. You, 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 can, you can say, I just want to come to church and I just want you to, to, to say all these beautiful things and I want everybody to sing the, what I want them to sing. No, I'm, I'm done with the formula. We've got to get rid of how we're doing things. Why? Because it hasn't worked. But what we need to continue into is get up. I'm going to get up in prayer. I'm going to get up in worship. This worship team don't have to pump me up. No one's got to exhort to get me excited. But I'm going to come in here with my heart lifted up, my hands lifted up, my eyes lifted up, and say, God, I'm up. I may feel like I'm down, but I'm up. It's all about your perspective. They said she was dead. Jesus said, no, 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 no. This is just a sleeping moment here. So let me speak to you, Waco sleeper. Damsel, arise. I'm going to leave you with one portion of Scripture. Romans 8, 11. It says this. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you also, he shall quicken your mortal bodies. Okay? But so often, Sister Crystal, what we, what we don't look at is the if. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, if the Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead is on the inside of you, he says, it shall quicken or energize in the Greek is what that word means it shall energize your mortal bodies so if it was powerful enough to get Jesus up and you'll sit here and say I'm saved and filled with the Holy Spirit what the writer is saying which is Paul he's saying if it was in him and it's in you also then it will do the same thing to you 
that it did for him. I want you to get that. If it brought Jesus back from the grave, what could it do in the saints of the living God in 2022? If he's there, he'll get you up. So I'm going to ask you one more time. Who's your get up for? Who's watching you? Maybe it's for yourself. Maybe you need to show yourself. I'm sick of the ups and downs. I'm sick of being on the high on the mountain. Five minutes later, I'm down in the dumps. I'm sick of this roller coaster. Listen, you don't have to live that way. You just got to make up in your mind, I'm not going to live off what I feel. I'm going to go by what I know. So get up. If you're here tonight, I'm going to make a special altar call. If you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I just need encouraged. There's situations in my life I don't understand. I'm dealing with things that nobody knows about. Listen, you, you, don't, you don't have to come up here and divulge your life. That's not what this is about. But if you're here and you say, I just need encouraged. I just need a get up moment. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe you're praying for someone else. I, 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 I really feel that there's a certain person in my heart and, and I, I'm, I'm going to go to them and, 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 and they're not here in this house tonight but I'm going to go to one of their relatives. I'm going to pray with them. I, I know what the Lord has told me to do and I'm going to do it. But if you're here tonight and you say, I just, I just want, I want you to pray with me, Pastor. I want you to encourage me. I want you to speak the Word of God over me. I want you to get up with me. I will. And if that's you tonight, I want you to come. There's no shame in it. Just line across the front. You just say, I need an encouraging word. It's simple as that. I just, I just need to be encouraged. I just need someone to pray with me. It's simple. Just come. We're going to get up together. We're going to get up as a church. We're going to get up as friends and as brothers and sisters in Christ. It may be finances. We're getting up. It may be a career change. We're getting up. Whatever it is, we're getting up. If you feel led to come, I'd I, I, I like some ladies to help me pray here. I want you to pray for, for everyone up here as a church. And if you're back there and you say, this message really didn't speak to me, go pray for someone else to get up. Pray in your seat. You can come to these altars and pray, but we're going to pray with these that have come forward because they need, they, they, they need a get-up moment. I don't know what their situations are, but I'll tell you this, it doesn't matter what their situation is because my God's bigger than anything. I love what the psalmist said. He said, come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name forever. To magnify means I'm going to make it bigger. He said, come make the Lord bigger with me so we can exalt His name forever. Bigger than my problems, bigger than my addiction, bigger than pornography or alcohol, bigger, bigger than drugs. He's bigger than your doubt and insecurity. It doesn't matter what it is, He's bigger. Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PTC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you could take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, and thank you for joining us.